Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. Hi Shiv, welcome to the Software People Stories again. Hi Shivagro, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. In fact, this time it is part of the special series where we've been uh, understanding other PM Pavarians towards the end of the year when we reflect back and want to look at something new and what we want to do, all the hopes and aspirations for the next year. So it's more about a learning and personally also, I've been having a lot of uh, say curiosity in a way about how some of us have been doing it or some of you have been doing it. And uh, I thought we'll change the format a little bit. And I have just one question for you. Maybe maybe two questions. Second is the part of the first one. No, one is I know that you are always eager to learn. No, you keep reading a lot of books. And when some of us share some, uh, say, either situations or something like that, you always want to know more. You have a detailed conversation, all that happens. So the question is, um, how do you develop or keep this curiosity alive and in trying to assimilate so many different things? The second part is, um, you know, you've been very good at creating these caselets and situations and you know, story-based narrations and so on. And some of them I recall are based on things that you have observed or you had uh, explored in a long back. So how do you remember those things and then put them into a context and then create a kind of a contextual story? Oh, uh, both great questions. Uh, let me try and see, you know, how to answer them. The first part is, you know, uh, learning and uh, curiosity. I guess, you know, some, some of it is just, you know, uh, it, it's just part of my persona, I guess. Uh, one of the things that uh, I've realized over a period of time is that learning things is a kind of, a, is almost a life force. Unless you learn, you don't progress, you just stagnate. And therefore, you know, for all practical purposes, as somebody said, you, you make a choice. Do you want to start living or do you want to continue to die? We, we are all dying all the time, no doubt. Mm. But it, it is a mental choice that you say that I want to put a stop to dying and I want to be more conscious about living. Very powerful. <laughs> so I think, you know, in my stage in life, I think that's that's very important. It, you know, it keeps me alive. It's not to say that my curiosity has suddenly jumped a few notches in, in recent times. No, I've always, always been very curious. In the past, what used to happen was, and this is a thing about uh, learning any new things. When people, you know, maybe I speak for myself and probably a vast majority of people, learning is a moment of uh, vulnerability, right? I mean, when people around you know that you're trying to learn something, you're also aware that, you know, there are people who know this particular topic or subject much better than you. And you are a little worried that, oh God, you know, I, I'll show myself as being so ignorant. 
or being all thumbs in picking up a new skill or whatever so i think there is a some psychological issue also concerning the experience of learning and people who want to kind of get into it not worried about how they will look or whether they will make mistakes and so on and so on. maybe in some earlier part of my life you know i used to be conscious of that and uh, for a period of time i think hopefully you know i've i've gotten over it so as, as long as you know one doesn't make the same silly mistakes over and over again i suppose you know that's okay and i used to say to some folks in the class in training sessions that you know don't be afraid to ask questions thinking that oh you know i don't think i should ask this because you know that's a stupid question so i used to say tell the class that the only stupid question is the question which you did not ask so you know so i i kind of that message to the class also i suppose over a period of time hopefully i have uh, internalized so i like to ask questions it doesn't matter you know whether they are stupid questions not stupid questions profound questions etc so these are things which i have been born with and over a period of time i became more conscious and get out of those comfort zones as they say and then you know if you want to get out of the comfort zones you have to learn you have to take whatever it comes in the process of learning ask people read up and so on and so forth of course there is always you know there is this thing that you know the learning if it is just in time and it is immediately applicable that adds to the motivation for learning but i am not very you know focused on that i said i just learned like to learn maybe you know something it will get stored away some place and it will come in handy you know if i am trying to advise or help or coach or whatever so that's a somewhat of a long answer i think <laughs> i think the second part of the question is or the second question is about creating learning experiences because many of these things um, you know as people say you know management is just common sense project management probably as much of a common sense as as it is anything else so bringing out concepts and so on and so forth it's it's, it's a powerful way of learning uh, people remember these stories and hopefully the underlying concepts also it makes it fun both for the trainer as well as uh, for the class hopefully the thing that i do is again it is uh, something which is i'm just born with a fairly good memory sometimes very detailed memory of some you know very trivial things happened <laughs> long long time back <laughs> so sometimes people say a dear friend of mine known to both of us he has actually said sometimes a very long memory is not necessarily a good thing shape <laughs> so one needs to be very selective remember only the pleasant things and yeah get rid of get rid of the ones which are not very pleasant <clears throat> so so those those kind of things so when people and all serendipity when uh, facing a class or a training session or the potential content preparation effort many of the patterns in project management one has seen you know many many times in different avatars and in different contexts mm-hmm. uh, so the moment some potential participant you know talks about some experiences some challenges it's very rare that you know one sees oh my god i never thought of that or i never experienced that so one is able to sort of match current pattern and context Uh, to something that you have actually experienced before it's only a question of you know how the story is you know created bringing in the current flavor or at least you know removing the dated flavor and then you know uh, conveying it in whatever form uh, in a class discussion or sometimes people participants uh, analyze the case study and 
you know, make a presentation and things like that. So the, my memory is actually helping me a great deal. And the fact that, you know, these patterns and challenges in project management, they do, they are repetitive in a large measure. Of course, there are some newer challenges, things which are, you know, very heavily data related and, and things like that. There are new roles, you know, data scientists and, you know, algorithm developers and, you know, things like that and full stack engineers and so on and so forth. So all these things need to be tweaked a little bit to take those, you know, newer variations uh, in roles, responsibilities, and, you know, challenges in projects, individual as well as project challenges. Yes, it does. And it triggers some more questions. Okay. See, one is, uh, yes, having a good memory is definitely, as you said, the basis for this. But how do you organize Whatever gets into memory, if you want to find something that is related, do you have any practices of either writing, drawing, or talking to yourself? I don't know, whatever way. Or is this limited only to the work context or does it happen in your personal life also? Oh, I, I don't think it happens in personal life. It, uh, it, it doesn't happen in a very structured fashion. You know, I'm not even conscious of it. Some situation comes up and there is a need. Uh, you know, like for example, there is a training session which is looming ahead. So I'll just be sitting in front of the PC. Sometimes my wife says, oh, you're just looking completely lost. I know that you are thinking of, you know, something which is work-related. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so sometimes I sit and, you know, stare at the screen for a long time and absolutely nothing happens. So something is cooking in the background and sometimes I deliberately switch it off because then the thought process may not lead to anything at times. Mm -hmm. So I just put a stop to it. And then maybe, you know, when I'm doing something else, you know, maybe taking a shower or something, going for a walk, and suddenly something clicks and it all comes together. So it's a fairly process. There's really no structured approach to this whole thing. Mm. And of course, the, the, the thing is that, you know, a very high degree of interaction is needed with somebody else. Um, I find that I can, I can hardly do this alone. Okay. Uh, so what happens was, what happens is that, you know, once I was developing something, some story like this, and so the person on the other end was our good friend and colleague, Srini. So somehow, you know, we got into a, you know, deadline kind of a situation. And I was actually traveling from Bangalore to Chennai. Uh, I had my PC with me. And over the journey, train journey from Bangalore to Chennai, so I had a series of interactions with Shini. So I said, you know, Shini, would this, the story in its current form, does it convey the messages that you want to convey, bringing it up? Is it close enough? You know, is, is it an engaging story or does it present enough dilemmas for the project manager and, and so on and so forth? See, all the, you know, principles of creating a good story. So over the course of the train journey, it went through, you know, several iterations. And uh, by the time I reached Chennai, it was in pretty good shape. Oh, wow. So the anticlimax to this is, is that uh, I got so involved in this. And suddenly my wife said, oh, we've arrived at Chennai, right? Time to get off. And uh, suddenly, I don't know, in a scramble, uh, you know, we got everything unloaded and... Uh, we were almost out of the central station. And then I found I had left my laptop back Ooh. in the train, along with the case study. But fortunately, yeah. fortunately, Srini has the latest copy of the case study. Then I, yeah. because there are a lot of other things in my laptop, so it was a bit of a panic. So my wife and I virtually ran the entire length of the, the long central platform, got to the carriage, hmm. and nobody was there, and no hmm. PC. Hmm. And then somebody said, 
no, you go someplace. And anyway, to cut a long story short, we came back to the station and then, you know, approached some official there. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody has gone to check. He said, he called me and said, there is a laptop there. He is bringing it. Nice. The, the, the journey as well as the case study had a happy ending. <laughs> and a dramatic one too. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the anxiety associated with losing a phone mm. uh, or your laptop was uh, brought hope to me brought home to me <laughs> in no uncertain terms mm. so it needs another person to cook it together mm. you know there are two cooks who are needed okay. and ideally only two cooks in fact more than two is becomes a crowd mm-hmm. exercises mm. so that's a, in personal life you know uh, hardly uh, although i like a similar storytelling approach when when talking to children uh, when talking to my granddaughter so sometimes uh, my memory and imagination and enactment dramatization is uh, is very helpful and and she she really liked it and she thought it was uh, grandpa is a pretty pretty good child entertainer mm, good so one specific question about that i'll tell you why i'm asking that after you answer so have you had to repeat the same story to your granddaughter and if let's say by popular demand she wants you to tell the same story again do you re- repeat it almost identical or are there variations no no there are variations i mean it happens in the formal classroom uh, as well as telling stories to my granddaughter mm. in training sessions sometimes i get very bored with my content and i wish to improvise sometimes you know planned ahead or sometimes just you know off the cuff because you know mm. otherwise i will put myself to sleep in the class <laughs> so <laughs> in fact there are some colleagues of mine as you well know they can you know Uh, deliver the same session ditto and with the same gusto and enthu as if they are delivering it for the first time i i'm not mm. one of those people right mm. so i have to improvise and you know do other things and so on and so forth so that is one in the in the formal setting in uh, telling stories to my granddaughter i i do improvise and i do try to say things slightly differently and so on and so forth sometimes i cut short things and elaborate on something else but mm. children being children no they uh, probably some of the books she knows the story she remembers the story almost to the letter and to the page i okay. know it's mm. an amazing thing she has got mm. so if i am deviating substantially and leaving out the parts she wants it covered uh, then she will say no no you didn't say that you missed that mm. <laughs> it's kind of a game that we have so sometimes <laughs> i deliberately i will do something and find that oh in most cases she will catch me she will say no that's not correct go back to this page and tell me again although <laughs> she knows what is there <laughs> so it, it 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 keeps varying you know every version is different uh, shivaguru not the same okay good because i go through a similar experience with uh, you know our granddaughter yeah. uh, and many of my stories are made up stories even though it may, there may be a book but then i like to create new situations and things like that so if she likes something she'll come back and say tata can you tell me that story again okay but this time it'll probably be different and suddenly he'll say no no this is not what you said last time or what happened <laughs> no the wolf actually came from the left side or right side whatever i might have said something then uh, then i have to remember what i said and many times i may not i said this is a different and all for a different story it's an amazing thing how much yeah. of how much of it they have grasped mm. and their absolute 100% focus 
or attention span it's just hmm. incredible knowing the attention span of the typical classroom participant <laughs> yeah or yeah. any other adult in a conversation it's yeah. just amazing you know how hmm. intense their focus is and they absolutely totally listen to you 100% and then <laughs> they grow up and they lose it hmm yeah in my brief bio when they say hobbies and interests i always say you know learning from children yeah as to how they learn their curiosity and then the way they connect things or extrapolate things and ask questions so before we close one question since you talked about lot of stories and asking questions and all that yeah. are there any funny incidents obviously it's funny in hindsight where yes. when you asked a question uh, either the answer was something that you never expected that is totally off track or put you off track or maybe created a either an embarrassing situation for the other person or maybe made the whole thing light my good memory is now failing me shoguru no there is some uh, something relating to communication which are all you know which are all funny and there are several i off the top of my head i can only <laughs> tell you what uh, what i remember now there is this uh, we often used to make trips to pune for you know for coaching training sessions mm-hmm. along with jv vasu and and sometimes visuals so i had to kind of uh, <clears throat> i had to kind of you know do something in a in an internet center i so for some reason you know some, there's some problem with my pc and things like that i couldn't connected and i went to this browsing place and you know who's the guy who presumably spoke only marathi and i said you know can you do this for me and he said something you know in marathi back and i said mera ko mere ko marathi nahi aata hai Mm-hmm. something he said about download and he okay. replied back saying saab main hindi mein hi bol raha hu so we must have thought this joker from god knows where he can't <laughs> distinguish between hindi and marathi <laughs> <laughs> so as a friend of mine once uh, you know responded to the story saying that mm-hmm. so you displayed your ignorance in two languages classroom i'm sure many have happened it's just that mm-hmm. i can't uh, recall one just like that yeah that was wonderful shiv uh, at least now i have a reassurance that we can learn from kids keeping and also keeping the curiosity up and asking questions yes. i think that's something that i'll try to do more in the coming year great to talk to you shiv bro thank you thanks shiv We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the software people stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcast@pm-powerconsulting.com.